hello there, listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridging the Digital Divide. We're calling it BDD. We are in season two. This is episode seven. I think. Seven. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Nice. That is Brad's voice you hear over there, my Sherpa guide through the digital divide. So today we're going to talk about 5G. What is 5G, you say? Well, it is the latest thing in the world of, what shall we call it? Technology and making things faster. Yeah. You guys know how much I love that. Uh, so 5G is the next thing. 4G was the previous thing. And I guess... Um, what do we say? LTE, long-term evolution, right? From one of our vocabulary Yeah, that's just situations. a different type of cell network, right? So so why do we need 5G, Brad? Because you can't maintain really? the status quo, right? You have to keep getting ba- better, <laughs> smaller, and faster. Yes. Well, we, we like to joke about that. I like to joke about that. But I can see from the research we've done that we probably, we as a world, will need 5G if we're going to continue to make the advances we want to make in medicine, robotics, mm-hmm. uh, you know, infrastructure with cars driving themselves and automated cities. I don't really like the idea of that, but hey, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about bandwidth yeah. and 5G and all of how that works. Um, it's supposed to be rolled out pretty soon. But I don't know about that. You know, they roll these things out and <laughs> right. some people get them right away and then some of us others have to wait. But it is coming. So we wanted to make you aware of it. So what did you find out? So they're, they're rolling out the antennas now and they call them cell, uh, what was it? Cells? Small cells. Small cells, cells, right? Yeah. So it's just basically... So cute. Such yeah, a cute right. name. Cells, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess that's where the term it, it comes from. It makes it sound nice yeah. because you think, oh, small cell can't be a big deal. But my friends and neighbors, there's going to be these little tower or beacon-like yeah. things that they're going to have to put up. Now, Tuxbury has a huge, huge, huge tower yeah. thing. Really an eyesore when I first saw it, but now... I'm visually used to it. Yeah. So I suspect these little beacons or these little cells they're going to make, we'll probably get used to them. But we're going to talk more about how many of these they're going to need and what that's going to mean to you. But let's yeah. start back at the beginning with 5G and what it really means. Yeah. So 5G, for the longest time, I thought the G stood for gigabyte. It is not. It stands oh, good. for generation. Right. So that's what you see. Sometimes you'll hear something about uh, 5 gigahertz. Right. And that is a Wi-Fi signal, not this cellular network signal. So the, the 5 gigabytes you hear about is how quickly you can communicate with your router on your home network. Uh, the 5G is the fifth generation of cellular networks. Just what we need for more confusion. Right. So you could theoretically have a 5G phone that doesn't have the other... G. <laughs> yeah, so there's two different channels. Remember, I think we've talked about like data channels yes. and in the in, in the Wi-Fi channel. So the data channel on your phone is going to make use of this 5G. Well, not your phone now because phones haven't been created that can tap into the 5G network yet. Right. And so right now you're using 4G on your phone to tap into the data channel and you could technically tap into the Wi-Fi using a 5 gigahertz on your phone. So different antennas, essentially. My head. Okay, so guys, just rewind that and you can listen to what Brad said again. I mean, the upshot of it is, will we all have to buy new phones? And luckily, we won't have to. So right, so they're saying that- If you want to stick with the old 4G or the 3G, you should be okay. It's compatible. Yeah. So you can you can use your so five G is going to be built sort of on top of four G. So you can use four G with a five G phone. You just won't get the increased bandwidth and lower latency that five G can provide. So what does that mean to the average person? You won't get the bandwidth speed, right? Right. So they they say here that it's going to be a top speed of twenty gigabits per second. That's the bandwidth. So that's how much data can go, and the and one millisecond latency. So the 
uh, once you click a button, the, the time it takes to have that button send you the information, that's the latency. And so it's going to be much quicker. And so the reason that the 5G is really being pushed is because of, like you were saying earlier, cars, right? The right. Internet of Things. And so you have so many different non-people right. <laughs> connecting to the Internet right. and interacting with each other. And so self-driving cars have become are being pushed, and this 5G is really right. going to help that. That's kind of what the 5G is about. It's yeah. about the Internet of Things, one of our shows we did before. Uh, you know how you can turn on your lights when you're not there. You can scare robbers with sounds yes, right. when you're not there. You can check and make sure you're... Your kids are not up to no good, all that stuff. But all of that, thinking about it globally, um, you know, yes, we, we know some parts of India, which we talked about in our World Quest show that we did, you know, some yeah. parts of the world are not going to have this. No. I don't even think they have 2G in some of those parts of the world, right? So they're not going to have 5G <laughs> right away. But 5G really isn't really about phones, essentially. It's more about the bigger picture of yeah. where we're moving next. Let me tell you how Verizon spins it. I went to their website, and man, they are slick. Their marketing mm. people are good. So they say 5G is history in the making. Uh, of course it Big is. Big bold <laughs> letters right at the top of the page. And they say, like the innovations that changed the world before, 5G is making a whole new era possible. Okay, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, they're saying 5G ultra-wideband runs on a much higher frequency, which we just talked about, utilizing higher bandwidths than 4G LTE. LTE is long-term evolution, right? That's one reason why it'll provide unprecedented speeds, reduce lag time to 10 milliseconds, and have far greater network capacity. So in a future where billions of devices, oh, I cringed when I read that, demand more data, <laughs> our 5G ultra-wideband network will be ready. They also liken this 5G, man, they are pinning their star to that, mm. to uh, the second industrial revolution. Right on their front page, yeah. They're saying that uh, it will help with advances in VR AR, mm, yeah. AI, robotics, and new technology, but also that the first industrial revolution, according to them, was the steam engine, which we all learned about as kids. Well, maybe you didn't, Brad. No, I did. Back I did. in the <laughs> olden days when I was in school, steam engine industrialized the world by powering machines and you know factories and, and locomotives. And so they're saying that 5G is going to cause the second industrial revolution. Well, that'll be nice. Two times in my life, I'll get to see something yeah, right. big. Pretty cool. Um, so they're going to say, you know, new modes of transportation and the industry and life itself will change all based on this yeah. little 5G. We'll see. That's a lot for <laughs> no. that little 5G to do, right? Well, it's a big 5G, actually. And then I went over to Comcast to see how they're going to handle this whole marketing piece. Now, interestingly enough, we know that Verizon has all the fiber laid underground already, right? Mm -hmm. Does Comcast have that too? So Xfinity is the fiber for yeah. for Comcast, so it depends. But I don't think they have as much. I, I think, think Verizon so has been working on mm -hmm. that for a long time. Yeah. So Comcast, not as slick on the production value for what they said. This is, of course, my opinion. Comcast, please don't yell at me. But um, <laughs> they write, we can make 5G work. Boy, that's really yeah. different than saying... It's already great. We love it. So I know that they're going to have some problems with it. But they're preparing to participate in the FCC's upcoming incentive auction of 600 meg MHZ spectrum, which could pit the broadband behemoth against wireless carriers just as 5G technologies come to market. So Mike Cavanaugh, the CEO of Comcast, said that the company has what it takes to make 5G work. Now, I just read you what Verizon yeah. said. That sounded, we're already there. We're leading the charge. Comcast sounds to me like it's lagging a little bit. He goes on to say 5G is an exciting new platform. We're still in early days. Antennas are going to need to go up, and we need the space 
and power and backhaul. The spectrum doesn't pass through trees and buildings. Right. So maybe this is a more realistic approach Comcast is giving, but it sounds to me like Verizon is blazing the trail yeah. and Comcast might be waiting to see what happens, what mistakes Verizon might make before they go all guns blazing. Yeah, so know. Verizon is a cell phone provider, so this 5G is all about cell phones. So as far as I know, Comcast doesn't have any cell phone service, uh, so they, they don't have the architecture, the infrastructure laid out already. So that's why they're they're yeah. having to kind of take it slow because they do see that 5G, you know, is the future. And so they have to like start from the ground up almost to make use of this stuff. They are saying, the friends at Comcast, 5G mm-hmm. most likely will be available for wireless use, won't be available until 2020. Well, that's right around the corner. Yeah. Which is roughly when commercial 5G deployments are expected to begin in a big way. Comcast may also have to invest in high band spectrum Yep, airwaves above 6GHZ that may, in the wireless industry, uh, help it be critical for getting 5G. So Comcast has got some work to do. Yeah. So let me tell you about these towers, these lovely little towers they're going to put up. I have some information about how many we're going to (laughs) need. They were talking about L.A. And, you know, L.A., I don't know. I've never been there. Have you? No, I haven't. Okay. So it's big, but it's small. Right. Right. (laughs) Big in concept, but small in land area. So as an example, for downtown Los Angeles, which is 5.84 square miles, who knew that? That's good to know, right? Verizon would need 300 4G cell towers. Maybe they have some already. But here's the startling number coming your way. Plus 3,000. That's (laughs) 3,000 5G cell towers equaling 3,300 new Verizon cell towers. And for Palo Alto, Verizon initially plans 93 4G LTE utility pole cell towers plus 930 5G Verizon cell towers. So that's over 1,000 new Verizon cells in cell towers in Palo Alto alone. It's crazy. So I don't know how many <laughs> Wilmington will need, what, 50 maybe or something? Right. But the point is, how are these going to look? I know we get used to yeah. visually seeing things and accepting things, yeah. but somebody's going to have to design a way to make this integrate with our world yeah. so that it doesn't look bizarre. And all I can think of when I think of Beacon or Tower is like an oil rig situation. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what it's similar, going right? to look like. <laughs> but yeah, commun- communities in California and other states are rolling out these utility pole cell towers now. Once a precedent is, a precedent is set and one wireless carrier gets into your area, the 4G and 5G expansion will be extremely difficult to stop. Yeah. Oh, my. I can <laughs> see committee meetings. I can yes. see. And I wonder how this is going to affect our cable bills or our Internet bill. You know, we, we bundle it all together, yeah. now, most of us anyway. So, you know, the towns are going to have to negotiate or actually Verizon, really the other way. Verizon and Comcast will be negotiating with the towns to be allowed to put up these yeah. beacons. Where can they go? How high can they be? Can, you know, there's all kinds of rules and regulations in every town about what can be where. So I don't know. Is that going to make our cable bill go up? Probably. So the, the No, reason, no, no. <laughs> everything's going to go up, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the it's speed a, plus yeah. the money. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the, you mentioned earlier that uh, it's their um, 5G runs on si- the 6 gigahertz yep. frequency. And so that's what they call millimeter waves. So the short, they're really short waves. That means they can be very, they're very quick and can handle a lot of data. And because there's not, there's not much traffic, it also increases the speed, which obviously that benefit will go away the more it's used. But the issue they're running into, the reason they need 3,000 towers in, in, uh, 
in LA is because if you stand in front of a tower, you can block the signal. And so what <gasps> they're doing is redundancy. And so each tower uh-huh. can deliver the data. Uh, so every phone gets the data from multiple towers. So if like a car drives by and blocks the tower, you just get it from another tower. Never thought of it. Makes so that, sense. Yeah, you just Good need thing I'm not running the show. I'd be like, oh, what do you mean it doesn't work? My friend was standing in front of the mailbox. Lovely. <laughs> 5G is a battery killer. Oh, phones, really interesting. But yeah, they're figuring out a way to uh, circumvent that. I'm sure that'll be coming up later on in the universe. I'm just wondering how towns are going to, what are they going to do? Are they going to make Verizon pay for each cell they put in? Uh, yeah, I don't know where the, which direction the money's going to go because of the more the town, more towns have 5G, the more appealing they are to people because you can just True. walk around and there's the, the self-driving cars, uh, Internet of Things, and the augmented reality is big. So like um, Google had that Google Glass and Microsoft's coming has something called the HoloLens. So it's just basically headphones you put on and it augments reality, hence AR. And so what it does is you can um, look at something and it can recognize like, oh, that's, that's um, you know, that's uh, Tremezzo's, right? The Italian restaurant. Mm-hmm. And here's a rating on Yelp. And you can like look at the building, see the rating. And so it gives you more information as to what you're seeing. And to get that information, you're going to need the 5G towers because it's going to need to be able to adjust quickly because as you move your field of vision, what it needs to pull in to give you more information changes. And so that's going to change constantly. And so you need those quick, large amounts of data to come into those things. Yeah, and I think most of us don't think about that. We just turn on our stuff, and if it doesn't work, we get mad, right? So we don't really think about, you know, the long-term effects. And also, um, we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, how in the olden days we used to talk about radiation for phones. I'm wondering with these towers, what are the health ramifications? We'll probably never know until it's too late. I I mean, these are waves. This stuff has to go somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, Another thing, I guess, to make matters more confusing, you'll (laughs) also likely come across some LTE slash A at some point. Yay. That stands for long-term evolution advanced. Like we needed more yeah. stuff. And it takes a step clo- takes us a step closer to 4G. It offers faster speeds and greater stability than normal LT, but it's also backward compatible. Yeah. Tell us what backward compatible means. So you can use of the older generation. And so Yay. what they're saying is so AT&T has branded their 4G, 5G, E, 5G advanced because um, the 5G infrastructure will use 4G to kind of as like a stepping stool to get to 5G. So technically, they're not wrong. 4G is going to be used in 5G, but when you're on the 4G network, you're not going to get those huge speeds and the low latency. But will most of us care? Uh, Who is going to care? I guess people that stream a lot of stuff. I'm just starting to do that. Little bits kind of here and there playing with it. Um, Who's going to really care about that? Who are your users that would really need that? So like it's all using your data. So like anybody with a smartphone and using like games or streaming uh, podcasts or something uh, 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 where you're not connected to uh, the Wi-Fi. Uh, so it, it, I think they're really building for the future here. It's not a need that is really there because you have enough uh, unlimited data plans. Right, I kind of feel like stuff. things are good right now. Why are we doing this? Which you guys know I always say. <laughs> you know, if it was me, I'd be, you know, out in my yard with the wheel again, I guess. But no, I, I don't understand always why we have to move forward. But knowing that this 5G, yeah. it seems like, is not so much about phones as it is about automation, which I'm also not really thrilled about, but I do see the need for it. Um, You know, I worry about how that's going to affect jobs. I worry about accidents. I worry about if someone hacks us and it goes down. But I do see that 
we are moving into that direction, you know? Yeah. So Verizon's are the ones with the deep fiber. So they're installing 37.2 million miles of fiber and optic cable to strengthen this network yeah. to prepare for 5G. 37.2 million miles. Geesh, I wish I knew how uh, how the circumference of the world is because how many times over is that the <laughs> globe, you know? And that's going to be fun. But that'll be good for jobs that will provide sure. work for folks, which is good. I just wonder how it is going to affect us. I would hope it would make the price go down. Because the towns are going to say, you can't put that here unless yeah. you pay us. And then I would hope that that would make the cost of our bills go down. But every time they give us, quote, give us something new, yeah. it's always going to cost us more. Monthly so plans, I, I think, will go up because they have to, the uh, investment for the infrastructure, they're, they're going to have to pay either the towns or whatever. And so that money, they're going to recoup that money somehow. And right, so. <laughs> right. Well, and we'll just have to see what Wilmington wants to do about putting in these towers and, and allowing them to run and how that's all going to work out. But we wanted to make sure you knew about it, heard it here first. You've probably been hearing a little bit about it here and there. Um, but I just hope we don't have to all buy new devices. That would be something. No, we'll be able to use it. We just won't be able to get the speeds. So you don't have to buy a 5G-capable phone when your phone needs replacement. You just won't be able to stream movies while walking down the street, which probably isn't a bad You shouldn't be doing thing. that anyway, right? <laughs> no, I don't mind them doing it for it. Yeah, I'm so I'm sure they're thrilled that I don't mind, but I, I'm so you know I don't mind that they're doing it for medical advances and yeah. for I guess the automated city thing. All right, fine, um, but you know just to make my phone a little faster, I don't really see the need for that. That's why initially I was really mad. Another new thing, but then when I learned a little bit more, yeah. which is why we are sharing it with you, yep. um, you know this isn't so much about phone service, thank goodness, as it is about advancing us a little further. So shall we do our food for thought? Let's, Let's. do that. And now it's time for your technology tidbit, food for thought. All right. So on October 13th, 1983, Ameritech Mobile Communications, which is now AT&T, established the first cellular network in Chicago. So 1G started wow. in 1983. Were you born then? I was. I was, I was, I was two, <laughs> oh if you want to know. <laughs> so that was the year after I got out of high school. Yeah. And I didn't get a cell phone until, gosh, I'm embarrassed to say, maybe till 2000. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, that's probably when I got my cell phone. I was in college. Yeah, but you were like, I was yeah, much. Come on. I was a little I was like, yes. you know, 35 <laughs> or 45 or so. We won't do the math. So uh, let's talk about what we have coming up in the next couple of months. I yes. know we've got some um, big guests lined up for you in the next month, but in April, we have a pretty big thing coming up. So let's talk about that a little bit, Brad, for the folks. Yeah. So uh, April, we're going to be doing our first uh, live show. which Taking will be it on the road. Interesting and fun. So we'll, we will be at uh, the Senior Center, the Bustle Senior Center. Uh, talking about how, how different generations use technology. We hope to yeah. get some some kids, kids these days, and, That's some, right. and some, uh, some seniors to kind of compare notes. Yeah. Uh, so April 16th, I want to say. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll make sure for the yes. next episode that we get that in for you. And then, of course, it will be there in perpetuity for you to mm -hmm. listen to forever. Mm -hmm. But that should be really interesting. Big endeavor on our part to kind of take it out there into the universe and see you know, what people need yeah. as far as bridging this digital divide and no better way to go with the youth and the older folks yeah. to see. I'll be interested to see if the gap is really wide or if it's actually more narrow than we thought. And you've done some research from... The Pew Research Internet Research Center. They're huge on studies. It's the cool. go-to for a lot of technology. It's not just technology, but I use it for the technology. Awesome. All so. right, my friends. So that's going to do it for us for bridging the digital divide. We thank you for being with us and we will be with you again very soon. Also, thank you to the library for lending me Brad. <laughs> we do appreciate him being here. And we'll be with you again for Bridging the Digital Divide very soon. <laughs>